Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports podcast presented by First Federal Bank. It's Wednesday, June 15th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Kansas City will soon know if it made the cut for the 2026 World Cup. FIFA, soccer's international governing body, will announce on Thursday the U.S. cities that will host games. Kansas City is one of 16 U.S. cities, and 10 or 11 will be selected. There are slam dunks like New York and Los Angeles, so we're likely up against bidders like Nashville, Cincinnati, Orlando, and others. On today's show, star columnist Vahe Gregorian and soccer writer Daniel Sperry broke down Kansas City's strengths, weaknesses, and the chances of landing games in the world's largest sporting event. Let's get started. Well, we're just a little while away from knowing whether Kansas City is going to be a World Cup city. And by being a World Cup city, I think that makes you something of a world city, doesn't it, Vahe? Um, you, you, you beat me to the punch. As soon as you said World Cup the way you said it, I just thought to myself, world class, right? I mean, it's, it's, there's different ways to measure these things. I tell people all the time, we've got a lot of world-class things here from, you know, you name it, the Nelson to the World War I Museum to the Kauffman Center to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, so many things. Um, but this would be a different kind of stamp on what that says with uh, uh, not only um, the legacy to come out of 2026, but the uh, hustle bustle to come between now and 2026 uh, to get get things the way the way uh, I think we've probably promised to deliver them. Yeah, we've we've uh, we've painted buildings, we've put stickers on streetcars, we've Kansas City's done everything it can to try to show FIFA and the world that that it should be, despite its market size, should be part of the one of the ten or eleven United States cities that will be selected for uh, World Cup games. And just before we continue, just the nuts and bolts of this: the announcement is going to be made Thursday on uh, Fox Sports One, a four p.m. Uh, show and. Uh, the 2026 World Cup is is a joint effort among the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Sixteen cities in those three countries will uh, will host games. Three in Mexico, three in Mexico have bid. Three in Canada, and sixteen in the United States. If Canada and Mexico each uh, get games for their three cities, that leaves ten for the U.S. Sixteen cities or sites in the United States have bid. So there is a cut process in this country. But but Daniel, there's a little bit of speculation out there now that uh, it, it could be more than 10 U.S. cities uh, awarded games. Can you take us through that? Yeah. Um, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, the, so the big, basically the pin to drop here, um, will be the city of Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton is a very will be it would be an incredibly isolated uh, city from the rest of the bids. Um, travel inside the United States is something that I think FIFA is certainly concerned about um, in creating pods of areas where teams can play um, and stay 
kind of a thing. Um, they would anticipate, you know, being able to like centralize a group or two to the Midwest that are going to rotate between multiple venues in the Midwest. Edmonton ends up being a standalone with no, no Minneapolis, no Chicago, um, none of those cities, even kind of in that northern central side of the thing. Um, there, there's no Denver as well. So, or wouldn't say there's no Denver, but there's a pretty good chance that Denver is out um, uh, in the in the 16 cities for uh, in the 10 for the U.S. or 11. Um, the other thing too is that Edmonton, I believe, the province made a um, that's been out there is that the province made a kind of a demand to FIFA that they had a minimum of five games held in that city. Usually you don't see more than three or four held in a single city um, that is not going to host games in the knockout phase. Um, and, and the problem with that for Edmonton is that their uh, Ed the Edmonton stadium does not meet FIFA's requirements for knockout round matches uh, at the World Cup. So I think there's a lot of things at play that have made Edmonton um, uh, a, a big question mark. Uh, multiple reporters uh, with more in the know internationally and have their connections with FIFA have said that Edmonton is out. That's been the rumor is that it opens up a window for an 11th city. And so for a lot of people who um, maybe have Kansas City sitting 11th, while a lot of us might have them 10th, uh, uh, you know, on the, in the list, uh, you know, that, that, that bubble kind of takes care of itself now um, with Edmonton dropping out. And I think really there's only one or two cities that have a shot at, at that 11th spot. And so, and Kansas city is certainly one of them. So I think um, everything I've gathered, you know, it was really nice having all of the um, U S and the national reporters and stuff in town uh, for the USA versus Uruguay friendly, because it's a great, time to just kind of talk what are people here and i think the general consensus is that kansas city should get a, a thing they're not entirely sure how fifa is going to choose to do this thing because they might just see the coast and say let's just do that um but you know i think if they're going to have games in the midwest if you're going to have uh, a dallas and houston in there kansas city um makes sense for the midwest and it's much more logistical um for all purposes uh on a housing that we can have for teams um, and training facilities that are here that are really high quality training facilities that teams could use. Um, Edmonton just doesn't really have that infrastructure built in. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Edmonton is on the outside looking in. And especially now that Vancouver, Vancouver jumped out of the bid process for a while and jumped back in. Um, and I think it's a lock that Vancouver and Toronto are in. So the big question mark is whether or not Edmonton um, can can do that. And, you know, Edmonton says they're not out of the running, um, which I'm sure they want to believe that and, and go that way. But all signs have pointed really to that 11th spot opening up for the U.S. and Edmonton being on the outside looking in. Yeah, the Edmonton mayor certainly says they hadn't heard from FIFA about that. But you're right. Uh, it's been widely speculated that, um, that it will not be one of the cities selected. So just to, again, more bookkeeping than anything, Toronto's the other Canadian city along with Vancouver. In, in Mexico, it's Mexico City, Monterey, and Guadalajara. And we think all three of those cities will, will get games. We're going to run down the U.S. cities sort of NCAA tournament regional style here in a minute with the East, South, Mid Midwest and West represented. But before we do that, I wanted to get your thoughts on the strengths and weaknesses of the Kansas City bid. And let's let's start with the strengths. Um, there is a um, 
a, a couple of things I think work in favor of Kansas City. Again, think about this. Um, we're, we're located in the middle of the country. I think that works in Kansas City's favor here. But what else? Uh, what, what else about Kansas City that, um, that FIFA officials liked when they came here? And what should we um, promote about, about the Kansas City bid? Uh, Vahe, let's, let's start with you. What, what is it that Kansas City brings to, to the table in, the, in its FIFA bid? Well, Blair, you just alluded to one of them, of course, with, with the central location and, and and easy to get anywhere in the country, right? I think part of the bid was to make the point that uh, you can fly anywhere within four hours, uh, roughly that amount of time. Um, Daniel made a great point alluding to uh, the, the facilities we have here, and of course, perhaps highlighted by, uh, in terms of training, uh, I keep wanting to call it the pinnacle, as they called it before, but I know there's uh, some more minerals involved. Compass uh, Miss minerals, yeah. Yeah, um, that place is magnificent, and I'm sure it's a it's a key selling point, as are other uh, points of emphasis, like uh, the building of the new soccer stadium. It's my understanding, while that uh, women's stadium was, uh, the announcement was being made, that FIFA officials were actually watching that streaming live. Um, so... I've, I've said all those things and not even mentioned the the, the very pinnacle, uh, of course, Arrowhead, which is, I think if I'm, I think this is correct. At one point, I, I thought this to be correct and I hadn't, didn't get a chance to double check it just now, but I believe it's the largest stadium among the U.S. for capacity. Um, I think it's, that's not correct. I thought it was. Couple, couple of others. I mean, the, the AT&T Stadium in Dallas certainly is. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, sure it is. And, and, sure it is. And the Rose Bowl, of course, is one of the. Of course, that's 100. Well. That's 100 or so. So but, never mind but, that part. But, but I do, by, and this is important, it qualifies for every round of games because of its capacity size, which is the, really the important thing. Just making sure you're over a certain threshold of, of capacity. Well, it, listen, thanks for bailing me out on that. And I do think that's the most salient point, right? So it meets that. Uh, we don't know. Maybe you guys know, but I don't know if other cities did the uh, kind of vision quest thing with the um, the, the virtual uh, presentation that FIFA got at Arrowhead. But they were able to literally envision the, the stadium as it would be. Um, so I think all those things are, are big. But I do think in the end, the, the question that comes to mind most for me is, is our location an advantage or a disadvantage in the end? I really think that's that's the crux of it. Um, I think I, I like what what we're hearing about where Fan Fest could be here. I think we know that the city uh, will have a central energy core that's pretty strong. Uh, I don't know in other bids. Of course, San Francisco, Santa Clara is going to get it, but I don't know where the Fan Fest is fifty miles away from the stadium. There, I mean, it's, I'm sure downtown San Francisco is likely the spot for that and and uh what a what a beautiful scene that'll be but but it's funny some things like that stand out to me here i like that we're going to have a pulse that's right right in the middle of things even though the stadium's a little bit out of downtown so i, I anyway i've said more than i uh intended to and yet said not as much as i wanted to <laughs> as as ever <laughs> well daniel pick up on the thought of um you know, the facilities are obviously a strength for Kansas City, but I also want to touch on the soccer culture of, of the community yeah. and how that has 
um, strengthened over the years and I think gives Kansas City a little bit of an advantage over similar sized markets. Yeah. And I honestly, too, the facilities is one of the biggest thing that separates it too at the moment over some of these smaller sized markets. Uh, you know, Arrowhead's in great shape. Um, I don't know if you've seen it all. The Nashville mayor or, or the people from the Nashville bit and the, the head folks of the Titans came out and said, our stadium's falling apart and they're weeks away from this, uh, from, from this announcement. And that's a, that's a big shoot myself in the foot type of statement. You know, Arrowhead's in great shape. Um, there might be some small adjustments that they make to it, but it's nothing that is, uh, terribly concerning. Um, but you know, you go back to the soccer culture here, Kansas city for every soccer thing out here has shown out. Um, I was blown away really um, by the match against Uruguay. Um, that's one of the first times that I've seen us play a traveling set of fans here. I've been to other matches, you know, I, I Levi stadium for the Copa uh, America in 2016. I was at the opener when USA played Colombia. It was probably 60, 40 Colombian fans in the Bay area uh, versus American fans uh, for that match. Uh, you know, we will watch any of those Copa Centenario games. That's about how I would expect it almost 50, 50 all the way through. And to have a, uh, Uruguay, which is a, a, a soccer world entrenched power, um, uh, to see the amount of Uruguayans that came through, traveled 14, 15, 16 hours just to get here. I mean, Children's Mercy Park, it was probably maybe 65, 35, uh, you know, American fans versus Uruguayan fans in, in the heartland too, right? Where, you know, most of the, um, I would argue most of the uh, immigration and stuff is going to settle in the larger cities and into the coasts and stuff like that. So, but people drove almost full days just to come out and see their country because it might be the first time they ever get to do that. Um, and because we are such a, a melting pot, we are the central location for all of those, um, uh, all of the surrounding states, all of those states like Minneapolis, Illinois is going to be coming this way. Um, uh, you know, Wisconsin, Indiana, uh, you know, Missouri, of course, Iowa, all of the immigration centers and people that are of the nationalities and stuff that are are coming to the going to be coming to Kansas City. I mean, we we are that location. It will be a massive melting pot. Um, and because we already have such an incredibly strong soccer culture here, um, I would argue that sporting's fan base is probably one of the most knowledgeable in MLS. Um, there's not a lot of games of, as I sit and watch as many MLS games as I do uh, in a week and in a season. There are not very many games where the crowd, where I hear the crowd so in tune to the rhythm of play um, as you go. The they, they understand that, you know, when a line is broken in a pass that, okay, this is, here's some rising action here we have a chance they're they're building they they see a, a pass come off and a player get in behind in space and there's that heightened roar for a second there's the in the crowd you hear the hesitate my favorite sound in soccer really is as someone shoots there's this hesitation right before the ball hits the back of the net and it's just this like collective holding of breath before this massive release and you hear those moments in kansas city and i don't hear them in a lot of mls cities you don't hear it as much in nashville or sorry nashville is a good place at the moment but you don't hear it as much in cincinnati orlando is kind of a fickle crowd at times um Denver has, uh, for their own parts or for their own reasons, the Rapids have not 
took in any sort of hold on uh, on the Denver sports scene. Um, and so, you know, Sporting Kansas City has turned a lot of folks into soccer fans here in Kansas City that has been ruled by the Jayhawks and Royals and 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 the Chiefs for so long. Um, so it is an incredibly knowledgeable fan base out here. Um, it is an incredibly passionate group of soccer fans uh, that that care deeply about their teams and their community and they care um, you know Kansas Cityans really care about Kansas City too um, and will show up and show out for big events like this as you've seen for Union anything down at Union Station the parades all that kind of stuff this is a city that loves its sports loves it when when they are being highlighted um, and I think those are those are some really key points of the, the Kansas City bid that, that you know you I've seen FIFA do this where they have put games in smaller cities just because it has something special about it and i think kansas city kind of has that something special about it because there should have been no reason why fifa put games in manaus in the middle of the amazon jungle uh in 2014 but there was something about it that they said oh we've got to put games here and i think kansas city might have that um uh for for fifa um also not to be underestimated i i think a couple of things um the impression that Kansas City makes for its fan reactions at the Power and Light District, those videos that float around YouTube, uh, World Cup games usually, but all sports events, but especially World Cup games, I, I think I think those have made a big impression on on the on the, on the soccer community. It, those are wonderful, absolutely wonderful videos of. Um, of fans cheering goals and, um, and and showing showing up with their colors and it's just um, if you haven't seen them go to YouTube and just punch in power and light soccer and and you'll come up with a bunch of videos from previous World Cups uh, it's just a great in fact that's where the there's a watch party for the uh, for the announcement the power and light will be filled and if Kansas City's name comes up on the screen. You'll have another great celebration scene at uh, at that. And I also wanted to mention this because I think it's important too. the The culture predates Sporting Kansas City, soccer in Kansas City. Lamar Hunt, uh, the the owner and founder of the original owner, the founder of the Chiefs, um, was also basically the 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 person who created the Kansas City Wiz, and then the Wizards, and then he sold it and it became Sporting Kansas City. But he was. Listen, he was ground floor of the North American Soccer League and MLS. He's a big soccer person. And, um, and of course, Clark Hunt is the current CEO and chairman of the Chiefs. So he really wants it here. And uh, and he was front and center when, when FIFA officials visited back in, I believe it was October of 2021. So, okay, uh, I want to run down a couple of uh, specific cities and regions of the country with you guys. We'll do that after we take a break. Buying your first home is a huge milestone, but the journey there can be confusing. First Federal Bank of Kansas City is here to make it simple. After nearly a century of serving the KC community, our loan advisors have experience in every type of housing market. With a short phone call, we can give you a free rate quote and talk through loan options. No pressure, no obligation. The road to home ownership can be simple with First Federal Bank. Get started with a free quote at ffbkc.com homes. First Federal Bank of Kansas City, because banking is personal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. All right, we're back on Sports BKC with Vahe Gregorian and Daniel Sperry, and we're talking World Cup soccer bid. Um, just think, guys, it's been, what, since 2015, I think, the first conversations were held in Kansas City about, you know, if the World Cup is awarded to the United States, which wouldn't happen for another three years, would Kansas City be involved? Kansas City was actually involved in the 1994 bid process when the World Cup was here, you know, then, and Kansas City was one of 18 U.S. cities that bid and did not make the cut that year. We're playing, um, we're all homers. We all think Kansas City is going to land uh, games at the World Cup, but uh, um, I hope so. I, I really do. But let's let's look at the lineup here. I, I, like I said earlier, I broke down the U.S. candidates in NCAA basketball regional style. So in the East region, we've got the New York, New Jersey bid, Philadelphia, the D.C., Baltimore bid, and then Boston of those four. And if, if, as Daniel, you said earlier, there's an interest in, you know, having pods, you know, having uh, you know, games, uh, games played in, in, in regions uh, for, for travel convenience, um, which is the, which of those four is the strongest and which is the weakest? New York, Philly, D.C., Boston. Um, I, I, I'll say New York is uh, certainly the strongest. Um, I also think D.C. is the str- is a very strong bid here. Um, the fact that D.C. and Baltimore uh, combined their stakes, I think, pretty much gets them in. You have the 250th uh, anniversary of the United States um, uh, coming up uh, in that calendar year, in that summer, during that World Cup. In Washington, D.C., that is going to be a place that they're going to want to try and have fans um, in and around and, uh, you know, Boston and sorry, Baltimore, um, is just up the road. It's a significantly nicer stadium. Um, it is not, uh, as maybe, uh, more harsher critics would say falling apart like FedEx field is, um, uh, you know, FedEx field is one of the older stadiums. It's been, um, it's not as nice. It's not as new. It's not as well rated, um, Baltimore to, to it just kind of always made sense to combine those two. Um, I'm glad they finally did because that opens up more city spots because I think it'd be incredibly hard um, to leave out the nation's capital just for the sake of tourism. So you put games in a stadium that's a train ride away um, from the nation's capital. New York is in just for the the size of the stadium, the city, the market it's in. Um, Boston is the one that I've heard that's probably the weakest out of that core. Uh, Boston is so um, that the travel it's part of the how far the airport is away from everything um, the the city uh, 
you know, the, the stadium is so far outside in Foxborough. Um, it just makes it you know, compared to what Arrowhead is to Kansas city. I mean, Foxborough is way out there. Um, I think there's just some general, um, malaise with uh the way the boston bid has shaped out despite the uh efforts of robert Kraft um uh, and and bob Kraft and that whole crew but uh you know i i would be out of that group for sure boston and or sorry for sure boston seems like it's on the outside um of that group of four but for sure new york and uh the the Boston, or sorry, the Baltimore and DC um, one, and then Philly. Philly is interesting. I think Philly all gets it um, because if you, even though you kind of have that southern um, side of things where you might want to try and go further down the coast, Philly um, and Toronto would be a fourth city kind of within that grouping of Baltimore, New York, Philly, and DC. All of those are just a nice little train ride from each other. Um, and, uh, you know, the Philly bid, uh, apparently Christian Pulisic is supposed to be at the, uh, Philly bid uh, announcement. So I really don't know if you're sending Christian Pulisic to something, um, that Philly <laughs> is not getting. So I, I would expect that Philadelphia is in, um, they put together a really, really strong bid and a really strong push. And, uh, I think FIFA was pretty impressed, um, by, you know, a lot of the, the general sports culture, um, as much as we'd like to maybe, uh, make fun of it, uh, or, or talk about the Philly sports culture and sports fans, uh, they, they made a really good impression on FIFA's from, uh, from the conversations that I've had. Yeah. Blair, just, uh, go ahead. Blair, Blair. No, no, go, oh, well, just, yeah, I just, uh, quick chime in on, uh, one element, um, which is that we cannot overstate the difficulty of getting to Foxborough and how snarled that is. And let's just say that, uh, one of the guys on this, on this podcast, uh, once sort of created his own, his own road when, uh, when we got backed up outside of there, no names, but Blair Kirkhoff. Um, but also speaking of Blair Kirkhoff, just real quick too, Blair, I thought you did a, uh, a great reader service and did it really well to uh, put together sort of that composite picture from five different, um, five different outlooks that, that give us a consensus, a little bit of uh, how, how people look at this. And uh, I just urge any of our listeners to, Google Blair and, and maybe the word consensus and uh, and stadiums. And I think um, you'll, you'll get a really, really smart and concise breakdown of, of some of this. I know we're just talking about the East Regional uh, right now, but I, I totally agree with the way you look at that, Daniel. Sorry, Blair. No, well, uh, you, you know, great minds, because we, I was going to mention the same thing. You and I have made the drive from from downtown Boston to Foxborough in have left so early, you know, five, at least five hours early just to avoid the traffic uh, getting to Foxborough. And, and as I, and as I thought about that, I, I was looking at the list, I'm thinking, you know, we've been to all these other places too, covering NFL games. So we've got a pretty good sense of not only the stadium, but the distance to downtown um, and, you know, the, the location, uh, the ease of, of getting in and out. So, I'm going to combine a couple of clusters here and just talk about it in that term. In the South, I've got Atlanta, Miami, Orlando, and Nashville. Vahe, I mean, the Atlanta Stadium is beautiful, right? I mean, we've we've covered games at Mercedes-Benz and um, uh, right in the not in the heart, but just right off of downtown, convenient to the to the high-rise luxury hotels. I I think Atlanta is a and. and the, the Atlanta MLS team has been one of the more successful teams in the league in terms of attendance. 
I think Atlanta, if if New York or L.A. is the overall number one seed in this, Atlanta is probably number three. I, I think that uh, uh, they are a slam dunk. I think Miami is also with its stadium uh, going to um, going to be a strong contender here. I'm not so sure about Orlando and Nashville. And Daniel brought it up. Nashville is going to build a new stadium for the Titans. And there's some uncertainty whether the um you know, the, the, the national stadium would be ready for 2026. So I think that that's a problem for them. Let me just, let me just go on really quick with uh, the next cluster in the Midwest and Southwest Dallas, Houston, Kansas city, Denver, and Cincinnati. And the reason I'm combining those two, the South and the Midwest is I think the cities that are going to be eliminated are going to come from those two because out West LA Bay area, Seattle, I think they're all in. I think they're all going to be world get World Cup games. So, again, just a review, um, we think Boston is out. Um, and then the next two, um, uh, we, we need to get five out is what we're doing here. We're, we're trying to get five out. And among these nine cities, Atlanta, Miami, Orlando, Nashville, Dallas, Houston. Of course, I got Kansas City there, so eight. Denver and Cincinnati. Um, but, hey, what do you think? And just in terms of the stadium, the distance to downtown, the 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 way a city embraces soccer, um, any of those seem obvious that to, to to be excluded from this list? Well, to 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 my uh, uh, impression, anyway, I I think Nashville is really troubled, but for the reasons Daniel mentioned earlier, I mean, you can't have confusion about you know you can't have an NFL team posturing about its need for a new stadium. While and just talking about how it's crumbling, while while you're you're also trying to simultaneously you know get a, get a bid here, and I I just think there's enough confusion there that that's just that's just going to be they're just they're just going to be out. Could be wrong, but that's just how that looks to me. Um, we already talked about Boston, uh, Cincinnati. I, it strikes me as um, just not having the pizzazz that we have, and and maybe there's some similar points there, but I don't think. You guys can, pro- Daniel, particularly you with with this, I think too. You can probably speak more to its downside, but I I, I see that as a uh, less intriguing um, Kansas City without the same sort of broader energy base and infrastructure that I think we we feel like we have. I, I could be wrong, but that's that's kind of how I see that. And Denver to me is interesting because you know just when you say Denver out loud, you think Denver, great place, of course it is. Um, but I seem to recall just some thing elements of the bid were a little confusing. I, for instance, I was I don't know that Denver even submitted a fan fest uh, plan, um, which seems kind of odd to me. I don't know which pillars of these matter most, but I know we can all say from our discussions with the the bid committee here in Kansas City that every detail, uh, no matter how how seemingly minute, uh, it certainly has been addressed and many times over. Uh, and, and I think Kansas City just checks all these boxes and I don't want to just make it sound robotic, but I think just just has great answers for these types of questions that, that Denver doesn't. So I, as we talk about this, we've got we've eliminated four, we hope. Right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. I, you know, who's that other one? I think I think there's a question of really good questions to be asked about the quality of Orlando's bid. Um, and I think I. I've heard some people tell me they think, well, Dallas and Houston have to be locks, both of them. I don't know about Houston the same way, um, but 
wonder what you guys think. I, if you don't mind me chiming in here, one of the con- parts about the conver- uh, the conversations that we had uh, while while the U.S. was here was the fact that the 2 p.m. local time, time window, is the prime European viewing time. That is when all UEFA Champions League matches kick off. That's, for the most part, when all of these European games uh, in the Con- or in the European Nations League, that's when um, that is prime viewing time in Europe. And because the majority of the teams uh, at the World Cup are European um, because of the way that those numbers have all shaken out. Do uh, you need to have that window open? Well, to play games at 2 p.m. kickoff time in the summer in the United States, uh, I mean, it's the same temperatures that they're moving a World Cup to the winter for in Qatar, to be honest. I mean, Qatar was as hot. It was as hot in Qatar yesterday as it was in Kansas City. So to have the covered roofs um, and the ability to play in an indoor climate controlled setting, it makes cities like Atlanta, Dallas, Houston a lock, along with the coastal things, because it ensures that those prime time um, things are going to be open in the European slot. Now, that doesn't mean that Kansas City can't host games because we don't do it uh don't have that 2 p.m and it doesn't mean that they wouldn't if kansas city got a city they wouldn't put 2 p.m games here in kansas city but it is much more attractive to them to be able to put that in a climate controlled situation um to have that 2 p.m time slot window open to europe so i to me that's personally where i think houston makes themselves a lock um my five out that i have is nashville cincy orlando and denver um nashville Honestly, it's probably the only one that I would consider, um, think would have a shot at swapping out with Kansas City if there is that 11th spot. Um, because, uh, you know, I've I, I've been to Nashville. I enjoy it. There's uh, the whole party scene down on Lower Broadway and the walk over the river to the stadium. Now, you can't shoot yourselves in the foot, though, like Vahe said, and say that our stadium's crumbling. Oh, by the way, we're trying to secure uh, hosting World Cup games in that stadium in just a month. Um, so I think they've shot themselves in the foot there, but everything else seemed to be really going for Nashville in that way. So um, I, I I just see that the roofing part of Houston uh, uh, and the, the ability to play games in that climate-controlled setup, um, meaning that, that as, as I kind of mentioned the idea of these little pods here, that the, the central pod would be a Houston, Dallas, uh, and Kansas City central uh, setup there because most of those are within a two-and-a-half to three-hour flight from each other, and there it's a lot of training grounds and, and availability for training centers uh, kind of mix in with all within that regional area. Boy, as we talk this through, I, I just keep sort of writing down, like firming up points on uh, on the in column and firming up points on the out column. And I've got, feel like I've got 10 in and five out. And then one that matters most to us sitting right there in the middle. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's how you guys feel, Blair. I think you, you came away feeling a little bit like Kansas city sort of stacks up ninth ish, 10th ish, but that we'd be happy if there was an 11th uh, opportunity. Very happy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Kansas city's playing in the eight, nine game here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and as we know, those, those can go either way. So I, I don't know. I, I'm talking to Kat, you know, Kath, Catherine Holland uh, yesterday about it and she's got a great attitude. Um, they're going to celebrate either way, whatever, whichever way the decision goes after putting in so many years uh, and so much effort into this, I, listen, I'm, 
Kansas City is a little different than these other cities. Um, even the similar size cities to Kansas City, like Nashville, Orlando, um, those are those are bigger convention type places. They they get big events in their cities uh, that Kansas City doesn't get. So this would be a bigger deal for for Kansas City than anybody else on here. And um, and and so. The, the the idea is whether Kansas City gets selected or not, they're gonna they're gonna celebrate the effort. And Kansas City's pretty much assured being a base camp city, uh, whether they get games or not. But what, nobody will know what that is until 2025. So it won't be a a reason to celebrate at least on Thursday. So, all right, guys, we've about run out of time. We're gonna end it here. Daniel, I want to ask you uh, on another show. We'll do this next week. We'll talk about the 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 new MLS TV contract, which I find very interesting. The the streaming service starting in twenty twenty three on Apple TV. We'll we'll get to that next week. So, Vahe, Daniel, thanks so much for your time, and fingers crossed for Kansas City when it comes to the World Cup bid. Take care, guys. Thanks, Blair. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, guys. That'll do it for today. Randy Mason produced today's show, and thanks to the Sportsbeat KC staff of Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Shout out to our sponsor, First Federal Bank. Their website is ffbkc.com. Morning Sports Edition was 33 pages today. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sportsbeat KC. KC.